Healthwise. This is Thomas Coyer. And this is Sarah Kane. And we're from the HealthWise Report. And we'd like to welcome you to episode 24 of our audio edition. Yeah, welcome to the show. Okay, Sarah, it's all on you. What are we going to talk about? Well, I think in the show before the last one, we ended it by promising to talk about breeder water filters. Back in episode 22? Yeah. But before Dr. Will. Exactly. Yeah, we got distracted with Dr. Will. Uh, we were going to continue about those. And by the way, you, you said, did you say Brita or Brita? I said Brita. Brita? Okay. But I think most people say Brita water filters. I'm not sure. Well, hopefully they'll know what we're talking yeah. about. We got distracted with Dr. Will. And, you know, that's not a problem, you know, because he's a good guy. And we're glad we did that show. But we left everybody hanging who was listening to episode 22. Yes. We kind of forgot. We're sorry. Oh, well. Yeah. Oops. We've been really busy and stressed. We have. Uh, all right. Uh, but, but go on, go ahead, Sarah. I'm sorry. Well, what we were going to say back at the end of episode 22 was that breeder water filters don't remove the chlorine. You see, they advertise that they remove the taste. What they say on the packaging is that they remove the taste and smell of chlorine. Mm-hmm. But they don't actually remove the chlorine. I'm not sure what chemical they add to mm-hmm. try and... Mask the smell mask and taste? It. Well, I'm wondering if that means, if the chlorine is still in the water, but suddenly it lacks the taste and smell, then there has to be a, another chemical added to the water to neutralize the taste and smell of the chlorine. Yeah, as far as Which I- means they're, <laughs> Sarah, I, mean, I don't know if you've seen the significance here, but that means they're adding chemicals to the water. It's actually more impure after going through the water filter yeah. than it would be otherwise. Which is incredible. Yeah. And they actually market that it's better for you due to the fact that it's missing the chlorine taste and the chlorine smell. You'll drink more. And, of course, drinking more water is healthy. No. No, if it's laced with chemicals, especially more chemicals that they've added, it's not healthier to drink more of that. It's like, would, would drinking more gasoline be healthy? It's, you know, drinking a fluid. You know, you're more fluids, but you wouldn't yeah. want to drink a glass after glass after glass of gasoline. No, if you're hydrating I, on the wrong yeah, substance. Yeah, it may sound like I'm off on a tangent here, but it's really a pretty good analogy, isn't it? It really is, yeah. yeah. The only thing, as far as I know, that these Brito or Brito water filters remove is sediment from the water. And for most of the civilized world, we don't have a problem with sediment in the water. No, no part of the problem is the water is too, already too stripped of minerals. The tap water and stuff that you're filtering is already too stripped of minerals. And so... It's one of those things where we don't want to stay on it because you just end up in this state of mind of, what do you say to that? I'm sure all of you listening are going to be able to pick up on this and, and realize, like, oh my gosh, this is the insanity of it all. Trouble is, is that segment out there of the population who never actually stops to think about it, who never actually reads the fine print and then think, no, what is the significance of this? Yeah. And um, I think that pretty much spells it out. Yeah, well, it's sad. I mean, seriously, the water situation is the worst because everybody has to drink water. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's... Yeah, well, let's move on because I know people are tired of hearing about water. <laughs> yeah. But if you're going to buy a water filter, buy a real water filter that will actually make the water more healthy instead of less healthy. And um, we've mentioned Berkey a couple of times because that's our personal preference and it's the best we've found. Yeah. I'm going to mention something about another fluid, though, and oh that boy. is apple juice. 
Oh, yeah. Go ahead, sir. We ran across this when we went to the store. We were planning on buying apple juice ourselves. And we noticed, just above the label, you often find it in a really hard-to-read font, like a dot matrix-style font, where the juice actually originates. Okay, you won't find it on the label. No. It's above the label with like a stamp straight onto the plastic. What are you saying? That that's where you'll find out the origin? Yes, the not on dot the matrix label. stuff. Well, and they always use like this purple ink that doesn't have much contrast with the rest of the bottle or the juice inside. So it's designed to be invisible. Yeah, it's hard to read, hard mm-hmm. to find. When I looked at it and saw dot matrix, wait a minute, are uh, all these big multi-billion dollar juice companies using dot matrix printers? Well, they must not be because you can look at the labels that are like like almost 3D, full color. They're yeah. beautiful. And what's great is you see the American flags all over these juice containers, at least we do in our country. Yeah. You know, product made in the U.S. Uh, proud to be U.S. Proud owned. to be U.S. owned or, or what have you. And you think, this is great. This juice originates here in this country. We don't have to worry about the Chinese poisoning it or whoever else might, especially yeah. the Chinese. Mm-hmm. But then after all that... Uh, you, you actually read this this dot matrix font, and you'll often see, you know, concentrate from, and I'll say China yeah. slash Argentina, yeah. the two main countries. You see, it's a product of America. It's a juice product from America. Only the juice isn't from America. You see, the label's from America. The, the plastic is, mm-hmm. and so they can put product of the USA all over it. Yeah, right. Well, White House, which is one of the apple juice com- companies in this country, has like a little flag on theirs, and it says "Proud mm-hmm. to be U.S. owned." But they're importing their apple juice from China. Mm-hmm. As far as I'm concerned, if the apple juice is coming from China, I don't care if you're U.S. owned. No, I mean, I really, don't. you're just like a trader. No, no, it's, it's worse that they're U.S. owned because they're selling out their own country. Yeah. You know, it's it's another corporation that is outsourcing everything elsewhere, but trying to take the fruits of you know being an American company. Yeah. Basically, double dipping and selling us out to people that have been known to poison us. Yeah. That routinely do it. In fact, we're going to get on the, the Chinese in a minute again. I don't know if probably some of our newer listeners have never heard us get on a rant about the Chinese. Just, just hold on a minute, okay? We'll, we'll get there. Yeah. But everyone listening, I want you to try this. This is a personal plea from Tom here. Next time you're out shopping and you're at the juice place, go look up White House. Because they're like the prime example. You know, they have the flags everywhere. Pick up the apple juice from White House. Yeah. Look at it. You'd swear it was from the U.S. You'd swear the juice was from the U.S. from the way it's labeled, the tricky label. Then hold the thing up to the light at an angle. Look near the cap. I mean, you have to, like, look at it from a, a freaky, like, that angle at the light, yeah. you know. And you'll see in this tiny font, this dot matrix printer font, which, you know, I'm sure they use dot matrix at White House, right? I bet. Normally. You, you can see, you know, from whatever country. And if they need to use this little tiny font in dot matrix in this color of ink that's barely legible, yeah. you know, on the top, they're just deceiving people. They're lying to people. Yeah. And it's, it's despicable. It's absolutely despicable. I saw one, and I unfortunately don't remember what company it was, but it actually said, for, you know, that the actual juice was from the U.S. on the label. And then the dot matrix stuff, it said it was from China. Mm-hmm. So that's it was yeah. just outright. Well, if you've been in the health community, the alternative health community, or, or even just the regular health community for long enough, you've probably heard about the Chinese poisonous, whether it's antifreeze in the toothpaste, melamine in the baby formulas, lead specks and other metallic particles in the baby medicines and baby foods. Um, it just happens again and again and again. And I can assure you that there is at least one warning, one recall going on right now for a product from China because there always is. Because their government is evil. Yeah. They're pure evil. When I grew up, we didn't do business with them because they're too evil. I remember Ronald Reagan spelling it out. We will never do business with China, unfortunately. Yeah. People with less scruples have been in office since him. But it's just constant. I'll give you an example. Okay, we've, we've mentioned this on another show. Okay, if you guys think we're just being paranoid, we're being racist, or whatever it is you think we're being, listen to this. We ran the numbers, and we've mentioned this way back on some other shows. Whenever school starts in this country, you know, when, when the school year starts, suddenly there's a flood of lunchboxes from China with lead paint. How long is it that we've known about lead paint? Does anybody in the civilized world use lead paint? 
you may think, oh, must be just quality control or something, right? Yet, the entire rest of the year, lunchboxes coming from China and elsewhere have no lead in the paint. But in the month preceding the start of the school year, suddenly they switch to paints containing lead. There's no coincidence. There is no coincidence. They do something sneaky with Christmas, don't they? Well, yeah. Well, Christmas was the time when they started finding that all these different children's toys were covered with lead, too. Yeah. The same sort of thing. It's like uh, the toys that are normally inspected most of the year from China, they're Mm -hmm. fine. But then when you get this uninspectable flood that comes in during Christmas, suddenly they're either, they either have lead or cadmium. And they've switched to cadmium now. You see, we're actually checking for lead. Yeah. And therefore, there's been some success stopping these toys. So what did they do? They switched to embedding cadmium in children's toys and in paints. But of course, with cadmium, we don't have regulations to prohibit hmm. that because we don't have cadmium-based paints. So no, there's there, no, there's like, no regular reason. source. There's no legitimate reason for ha- having cadmium in paint unless your intention is to poison people. Exactly. So there's it was never a problem before, so we don't have any regulations. We no, no, because it's just ridiculous. Yeah. You'd never suspect it to be in there. To give you an example, uh, an analogy, it would be as if suddenly the paints coming from China had radium or plutonium in them. There's no valid reason to have that. Yeah. Unless you're trying to poison people. Sarah, I'm going to let you run with this. The Chinese have a new one. It just sort of leaves me speechless. I'm not sure I can even go into it without exploding. Oh, gosh. Okay. Well, what the Chinese are now selling, uh, both internationally and domestically, are new stamina boosters. You take these pills, and they give you stamina and but energy. But they don't really. That's they, what they're being promoted for. But they don't really. I mean, it's a fraud, but go ahead. Now, what these are made of is um, children, that is, um, aborted infants. Abortions. In China, when you buy an abortion pill, that's a supplement made up of the aborted babies. Yeah, they're like dehydrated and ground up. Yeah, they they put, put the children pills. in an oven, essentially cremate them, dehydrate them, then grind them up, and then put the powder of the dead abortions into pills. Do you remember what this product was called or anything, Sarah? We don't have any product names. They're just being... In fact, that's the whole thing. They're, they're being given generic names. as just Like, quote, like stimulus, stamina. Yes. So what do they list for the ingredients? I mean, what would you list? I'm not sure. Uh, you know what I bet they do? I bet they just list the mineral breakdown. Probably. What do you bet? Because I guess they'd be very mineral. Really. That'd be like the only thing left. if you It's just it incredibly enough. sick. Though I guess in China with their whole one-child policy yeah. and so forth, they have lots of like abortions. Abortions. They have absolutely no value at all for human life. For human life. So why are we using them for food and medicine? And supplements? I mean... Why? Well, an increasing number of vaccines are being made in China. I mean, if they weren't poisonous enough. I I imagine they will conquer us without firing a shot. They own our economy, they own our industrial infrastructure, and they're slowly poisoning us. They're dumbing us down. Yeah. As far as the New World Order goes, that's par for the course, because we have to be communistic like them. The world has to be socialized. You know, the whole Cold War thing was part of the big scam. You know, the communistic east versus the capitalistic west and eventually there would be a merger of the two which is socialism it's the middle point Mm -hmm. between capitalism and communism and we're definitely headed there now you see that most obviously with the whole health thing well you mentioned toothpaste because the chinese poisoned that with antifreeze maybe a Mm -hmm. couple of years ago it's a great sweetener doesn't it yeah yeah well there's something else that I wanted to add about toothpaste because this is in the vast majority of you know mainstream toothpaste brands, and that's triclosan. It's an antibiotic. In your toothpaste? In your toothpaste. Okay, which of course means it's made from biotoxins derived from molds and fungus. Yeah, so it's like an antibiotic that you can get that you don't need a prescription for. And when it's going in your mouth, it's going straight through into the, you know, the blood, the blood, through the yes. cheeks and tongue and everything else. Yeah. That is pretty disturbing. And so, you know, you've got all these people who have these gastrointestinal problems and they can't get their flora right, and so they're trying to take the probiotics. Mm. Um, as long as you're brushing with that toothpaste, you're pretty much screwed. Yeah, there's no way to win if you're taking antibiotics through no. any means. No. Well, you, you put this junk on your hands that they've got everywhere now, this antibiotic soap. People don't think it sinks through their skin, but it does. And every time they wash their hands again, they get another dose of it. 
you'd be better off just not washing your hands, health-wise. I mean, seriously. But what's ironic is that that antibiotic soap contains triclosan, the same thing that we're talking about in the toothpaste. Mm -hmm. And that antibiotic does not kill the germs that make most people sick. Yeah. The, the actual germs that are normally a problem on your hands, it doesn't kill, ironically enough. Is that not incredible? It, it is. Mm -hmm. Just couldn't make it up. Well, Sarah, while we're on the topic of teeth, why don't we talk cavities for a moment? All right, sure. Well, the people who have the biggest problem with their teeth, and with cavities in particular, are vegetarians. All right. Uh, of adopting a vegetarian, vegetarian, and especially a vegan diet, these people often have extreme mouth problems. When they go to a dentist, they'll find that they have lots of cavities. And the reason for that, well, there, there are two reasons, actually. One is that the minerals and the, 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 va the vitamins that you need that help support your teeth and the bones can only be found in fats that come from meat sources, like in butter. Mm -hmm. Yeah, butter is the ideal, isn't it? If you want cavity-free teeth or even teeth that are healing their cavities, and I think Sarah was about to jump into that in a minute, you can heal a cavity. You're not supposed to be able to, but it's like cancer, heart disease, everything else. In actuality, you know, the industry's giving you a load of crap, basically. They do not want you healing yourself. You can heal a cavity. Yes, you can. And some of the things that are needed, especially, is vitamin A from a really good source. And that doesn't mean like carrots, because the salt that you find in carrots isn't well absorbed. It doesn't work well. The stuff that's found in, again, butter and in meats, it does. Well, these vegan zealots would, would argue with you, Sarah. They'd say, no, no carrots. You know, because it's a primary producer. When you get like a cow or something, that's a secondary producer. You see, it it has the minerals and vitamins and nutrients and so forth. They're in their natural form in the carrot or their yeah. primary form. But then you have to run them through a cow. And by the time they make it into the cow that you've lost most of the nutrition there, which is just total well, It's completely baloney. wrong. And these, you know, I guess you could say chemically have been shown to be completely different. You've got one that's called beta-carotene that we've all heard about that's in mm. carrots and stuff. But then you have retinol from meat, and it's what really... Yeah, so in fact, the vitamin A you get from carrots is inferior. It's inferior to what you get from beef. Yes, very much so. And there's something else that you need, and that's phosphorus. And we've mentioned before that if you can get a toothpaste that has lots of phosphorus in it, that will help your teeth too. Mm -hmm. Because what you can do is you can remineralize your teeth. That is, by getting the right minerals, you can actually heal a cavity. You can make the tooth hard again. What we mean is, and I'm not going to pretend like we understand it all, because we don't. We're not arrogant like some people out there who are going to pretend like they understand everything that's going on. The gurus and the doctors and everyone else. We just report our findings as we see them, and we're honest about them. We'll tell you what we don't know. We don't know how this works, but we, we do. We can tell you what does work. When you have the right minerals in your mouth, what happens is, is those minerals, when they come in contact with the hole in your teeth, they bond with that hole. Essentially, if you would imagine a concrete wall, let's say your tooth is a big concrete wall, and let's say periodically that wall gets damp, or gets damp a lot, there's a mist, inside of your mouth the water. Let's just say there was you had some concrete dust, like mortar mix. It's used to make concrete cement. If it were periodically slung across that wall, most of the stuff that stuck, you know, despite the wind and the mist and everything else, would be in that hole. You know, the hole would provide a certain resistance and a certain attraction. It would be wouldn't be slippery like the rest of the surface. And then when that mixture got wet while in contact with that hole the wall would essentially repair itself, you know, if you had a powder going over it like that. Yeah. In fact, <laughs> I've seen that done in construction where you have like a, a wet crack somewhere that you can't get to. That If you could just keep throwing, you know, concrete dust up in there with it, the water oozing through, eventually it'll start setting up. And that happens. It happens in the mouth. And one thing I think you should have mentioned, Sarah, is that another thing, people who have bad mouth health are people with candida. You see... It's the same bad yeast of the GI tract that gets in the mouth and causes cavities through acid generation. So 
if your flora to yeast ratio is good in the body, you've, you've got more flora, you're eating right, perhaps taking some yogurt, probiotics, whatever, you're not likely to have mouth problems. No. And you're not going to have bad breath because the acids that eat the teeth away and the stuff that causes the bad breath is that same yeast. In fact, there have been certain regions in which sugar is almost non-existent in certain people's diets. Mm-hmm. They don't even brush their teeth and they seem to have just remarkable mouth oral health. Yeah. And we don't recommend not brushing your teeth, but it's just an example of mm-hmm. how diet really does affect it. Okay. Ideally, if a person were to cut out all carbs, virtually all carbs, all sugars, he wouldn't have any mouth problems. He wouldn't have any yeast problems. His GI tract would be like perfect. Assuming, you know, you, you get the right balance of fruits, vegetables, meats, and so forth. But the carbs really threw things out. And uh, Dr. Atkins was really on the right track. See, fat is not a bad thing. There are bad fats. But there are also good, healthy fats. That are critical. Yes. And as Joanna Budwick proved, you have to have certain good, healthy fats, or you're going to be messed up eventually. I mean, sooner or later, you're sitting on a time bomb, you're going to get cancer or heart disease. Yeah. And one of the one of the best, one of the healthiest fats is butter. When mm-hmm. we say butter, we, we really do mean butter, not margarine no. or butter replacement. I can't believe it's not manure or whatever they've got on the shelves. Yeah, exactly. You're exactly right, Sarah. Yeah, so... The, Basically, the man-made stuff is dangerous, right? That's the general rule. Yeah, it just is. Mm-hmm. But if it came from a cow, it's just fine. Yeah. Alongside getting plenty of meat and butter into your diet, another way to get plenty of phosphorus, uh, this is just as a side note, in addition, is to eat sunflower seeds mm-hmm. because of the amount of phosphorus that they contain. But do remember not to get them pre-shelled. Because yeah, because once they're shelled, exposed to air and light, then suddenly the healthy oil becomes, becomes rancid. rancid. Yeah. yeah, which is a big problem. You're better off not getting any at all than getting rancid oil. Yeah. We at the HealthWise Report get a lot of interesting messages. A lot of them are from desperate people who have nowhere else to turn. They've been through the medical establishment and been butchered, put through its meat grinder, poisoned and so forth. Then they've gone to other experts out there, alternative experts, who took advantage of them and lied to them, did the same thing. So it's like, who's worse, the ones who are licensed to kill or the ones who aren't? So many of these are from people who didn't listen to us. We cover topics nobody else is willing to. We print things that no one else is willing to. And so... Sometimes people think we're the crazy ones. Because everybody else is saying one thing, we're saying something different. And what people are doing is is they're they're going with the the group, the herd thing. Some of them may be too rebellious to listen to the doctors, but then they listen to the herd of alternative medicine without checking anything out. Yeah. So when we say something is wrong and amiss, we're the crazy ones. And thus we end up getting these messages from people saying, I wish I'd listened to you. I stumbled across your site a year ago. You told me not to drink iodine. Everybody else told me to drink iodine. And now my thyroid is shutting down. And because my thyroid is shutting down, the hormones in my body are out of balance in every system across my entire body, and organs are being adversely affected all over my body. And I'm having heart trouble. By the way, most of these cases involve heart trouble where actually the person is going to die. And we know that. So we get these report after report after report, and it's it's really disturbing sometimes. The first couple actually put us in a good mood because we were vindicated. I mean, I know that's somebody else's expense, but that person put themselves in that position. We tried to help. They told us we were stupid, went around the Internet calling us fools, doing their own thing, poisoning themselves and their family, and then have to come back to us for help. So the first couple of times, it was kind of a relief. It was like a vindication. And a reminder that we were right, we did the we right thing. We were right. It's just common. Well, we got, we got one of these messages. Why don't you read this for them, Sarah? We got, we got one of these messages recently, and Sarah wrote a reply to this lady. We're not going to mention her by name, of course, but Sarah wrote a reply that I think everyone needs to hear. If you're one of our people, you need to hear this. Why don't you do that, Sarah? Read the letter. 
I am sorry that you didn't find us sooner. It is possible that you have destroyed your thyroid. We reported some alternative approaches that have worked for others. If you try any of those methods, be aware that any improvements will be slow. At least the methods that we mentioned on our site don't risk causing further damage. We had never heard of natural hygiene before you mentioned it. It is apparently a niche offshoot of naturopathy, and it is best that it stays that way. I researched it briefly after receiving your email, and found that its only redeeming factor is its avoidance of mainstream medical treatments, such as immunization and fluoridation. Any regimen that recommends the avoidance of meat is contrary to the interests of health for the sake of political correctness. We have several articles on our site about vegetarianism and the absolute need for meat in the diet, especially fish and beef. You can also find an article about asthma on our site. We have a convenient search function in the top right. On the topic of naturopaths, the problem is that you are still trusting someone else to make your health decisions for you. Quite honestly, we haven't found any naturopaths that both know what they are doing and are treating people appropriately using that knowledge. We have found several who are acting like regular doctors and were driven by the desire to make the most money. You are the only person who can really heal you, and you are likewise the only person that you should trust for your health. If you want to be healthy, the only way to really attain that is to do your own research and take full control of your health. Otherwise, you are just as likely to find a naturopathic fraud as you are to find a legitimate practitioner. The health market is the biggest scam around, and there are very few honest people involved. You may notice that we are not asking you for money, and we never will. We will never simply tell you what you want to hear. We attempt to make the process of becoming healthy as easy as possible by doing a lot of research and putting that information together for people to use. The information is there for the taking, and we hope that it's not too late to turn your situation around. But she's been drinking iodine, or taking iodine capsules for 20 years, this particular person. So with almost certainty, it's too late to turn her life around. Yeah. Was she the one that had homeopathic medicine, too? I believe she tried she, that, too, yeah. She's the one that somebody conned her into that, too. Home, so-called homeopathic medicine, which isn't even medicine at all. It's just, it's a con job of epic proportions. <laughs> Between that and the iodine drinking, she's in trouble. She's in trouble. If she follows the uh, suggestions of our article, she may be able to turn herself around, maybe. But she had better darn well do it religiously at this point. It's people like those people that the FDA should be going after, and it doesn't. No. Have you notice that? They only really generally go after the legitimate ones. The one legitimate ones, like the ones who are selling colloidal silver. Exactly. Because... Or chelation agents for autism. Or chelation agents for autism, because those actually do work. Yeah. And that's why they want to shut them down, That, that the legitimate alternative medicine. We're so sick of these politically correct gurus out there who don't have the guts to stand with us on some of this stuff, like, for instance, the iodine drinking topic. How many other sites are peers gone after MMS? I mean, there's just so many scams we've gone after. Yeah. And nobody else will do it. MMS is the single exception on the yeah. FDA thing, I think. Yeah. I'm just going to tell you people how it is. You've got orthodox medicine and you've got alternative medicine. Regardless of which path you take, whether it's alternative or orthodox medicine, you are just as likely to be scammed and killed, regardless of which way you go. And that's really disturbing to think about. I think I think we really really hit this topic in our trust no one episode. Remember that? I do. It's something we just can't drive home enough. We get a lot of people like this woman who write to us and say, "I'm in this bad situation. In fact, my whole family is because they followed the advice of X internet website." Mm-hmm. And then they ask us, "What naturopath in my area, or naturopath, as some people say, should I go to? Mm-hmm. Which one can can get my family into the best health?" That's where we reached the problem. It's, that's what really got them into the situation. The yeah, first putting place. blind faith into an individual, their personal Messiah, he's going to fix them and their family. That's what got them into that situation. It was the fact that they didn't bother to take any time whatsoever to read about their issues and the potential therapies. They didn't take any time to study any of it. Yeah. We do our best to try to put these concise reports together so the information is packed in a format that people can get to quickly and easily. It's kind of like 
We're the Reader's Digest of Alternative Health, the HealthWise Report is. The online encyclopedia, I think of it. We don't ask you to believe anything we say. We ask you to, to go research it. If you've got a certain health condition and you read about it and the solution on our site, don't necessarily assume that we're right and that we're truthful. You shouldn't because that is what will get you in trouble. Because there are so few people out there that you can trust. And the best thing we can do is tell you to trust no one, including us. You know, don't trust anyone. You need to be an educated patient. Or someone will take an adva- someone will take advantage of you. That, it's that simple. Yeah. It's like, if you want a naturopath, or if you want a health advocate that you can go to and you can ask them a few questions, that's fine. You know, if you want them to give you a step in the right direction and their phone call away, that's fine. But you need to make sure that you research everything that they tell you so that mm-hmm. you're the one that's making this final decision. Yeah. This one woman said she didn't follow her most recent therapy because the guy wanted $400 up front and didn't take credit cards, right? Yes. Well, if you're getting charged up front $400 for natural medicines, that's pretty much a giveaway right there. Natural medicine doesn't cost much. It's really, really, really cheap. That's why the pharmaceutical industry hates it so much. And, and I'll tell you something else. Because natural medicine is so incredibly cheap, and the orthodox medicine, on the other hand, is so incredibly ridiculously expensive, the people who are poor often are the blessed people. They're blessed because they can't afford the orthodox stuff. They have to use the cheap alternative stuff. Yes. And they don't know it. There was one naturopath that we ran into recently. We didn't run into him. Exactly. He was a friend of a friend. Okay. He was somebody recommended to us as an expert that we should listen to. Yeah. And we looked him up. He started out as a mainstream medical doctor for, I think, over 20 years. Mm -hmm. And then to naturopathic medicine and opened up his own clinic. Mm -hmm. Well, that sounds pretty good, Sarah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then he lost his license. We were told that he lost his his license to practice mm-hmm. because he was doing such good work. Yeah, he was too much of a threat to the establishment. Yes. And um, so sh- sh- should we dare mention he's he's one of Tony Isaac's friends. Okay, <laughs> um, he's he's our resident iodine drinking expert guru guy who came to the site to explain it to us. Um, he's one of Tony's friends. Yeah. Of course. Uh, well, tell us about Tony's friend, Sarah. Sure. We ended up looking up exactly what he was fired for. Sorry, lost his license for. Mm-hmm. And that was because he killed three people, two of which he killed on the same day. On the same day? In his and office? This forget, wasn't in a hospital, yeah, exactly. right? Exactly. This isn't like an ER room. Now, this is a naturopathic clinic. Well, they're coming in for a checkup. Yes. And he had two of those die. Yes. Right there. On the same day? Yes. What's better is, is both of them died of the same thing. Yes. The same... Treatment. Tell us about that treatment, Sarah, that that he killed three people with. Well, he was giving them both an IV of different minerals and vitamins, but most importantly, something called isotonic quintin. I thought it was a special plasma. Didn't they call it that, too? Well, the the actual official name is quintin, and if you go to the website, they'll tell you about how it's almost exactly like plasma. Yeah, they say it's just like blood plasma. Well, what is this magic elixir, Sarah, that's so potent? It's seawater. It's seawater taken from a special part of the ocean. You mean you, mean you go out into, on a boat, right, with a jar, right? That's how you, you collect your medicine? And then they inject it directly into the veins. Now, there's no heating involved. There's no sterilization. No filtering? No pasteurization, no filtering. This is just straight from the jar that they scoop the seawater out with, right? Yeah. Well, actually, they put it in an IV, right? So it's it's actually changed containers, but it's still got the dirt, the f- the fecal matter from the fish, the chemicals, the you know, yeah, everything that's in unpurified seawater, right? Yes. That's unpasteurized. You're talking about lots of different bacteria too. Yeah. Now this sort of thing, if you drank it, like some people actually buy buy these things online and drink them, well, it probably won't do anything. It may make you slightly sick because you have a digestive system there that's designed to fight off bacteria yeah. and, and, and provide that filtering mechanism. Mm-hmm. But 
when you shoot it straight into the vein, straight into the blood supply. Well, there is no filtering until it gets all the way through to the kidneys and so forth. It, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying, but what this doctor did yes, exactly. was shoot it straight in the vein, bypassing everything, and yeah. right, right to the blood. Yeah. And the heart and everything else. And these people died horrible, agonizing death. It's not like they just like conked out. Their their eyes went shut. The report was their their heart essentially exploded. They were in convulsions. Struggling to breathe. Struggling to breathe. Their heartbeat was like off the scale. So was their blood pressure. And and this happened within like minutes of administering this stuff. And he did it twice on the same day. He did it to somebody else right after yeah, that. Yeah, I can't believe it. It's like after somebody like died who came in healthy. Right in front of you. Yeah. And then you're going to do it to somebody else. And how how far apart was the third person? Do you remember? Um, I don't. I I. I th- Imagine it was within the period of, you know, less than a month or so. Mm-hmm. That's the impression that I yeah. got. Well, I mean, killing two patients in, in quick succession on the same day using alternative therapies, that's got to be like a record. Yeah. I mean, seriously. One of these was a woman who came in, an elderly woman with high blood pressure, who came in and said that she wanted something that would make her feel more energetic for her upcoming birthday. Mm-hmm. So this wasn't somebody who, who came in with chest pain. She just wanted problems. to pick me up, that, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And, well. So, I mean, she'd gone to another doctor. He might have given her, like, a, a B vitamin shot, right? Yes. And that's probably what she expected from him. That's probably what he told her. Well, I'm going to give you some vitamins and some minerals and some natural plasma. And what, what happens to seawater? Look, I mean, we know it has some salt in it, okay, which gives it some preservation effects. But let's, let's look at the facts. You've got proteins, bacteria fecal matter, everything you can imagine in seawater, if you put that in a bag with other with, with vitamins, which is what they did, but without any exposure to any oxygen, the pathogens are going to multiply. It's like the school kids coming into the pizza hut. I mean, it's a free-for-all of bacteria at that point. You keep it warm, moist, dark, and oxygen-free with a solution of vitamins, with nutrients. You, you add to the, the bacteria-laden seawater. And then you shoot that into somebody, that seawater gets into the blood, you know, it displaces the, the cells of the blood, so that the blood isn't able to carry oxygen anymore either. Well, they use this study to back it up, the website to do, that apparently about a hundred years ago, a guy gave this to some dogs, and the dogs did better. Well, even if that was true... Yeah, and that's a big stretch. Yeah. Dogs aren't like humans. They're mm. low-oxygen creatures. That's mm-hmm. why they're carnivores. They eat only meat. Mm-hmm, because they're supposed to have an acidic pH to their body with low oxygen. Exactly. So they can survive in a low oxygen environment. We, mm-hmm. on the other hand, can't. That's why we need our fruits and vegetables. You know, I, I would have thought that with this guy, one one thing about his medical training should have told him that injecting something bacteria-laden into somebody... Well, I mean, something that's not sterile. You don't, you don't inject something or, or insert something into someone's body that's not sterile. I mean, that's 101 at med school. I mean, that starts at day one. How could he not know that? Exactly. It just baffles me. But the fact that he could do that twice after one person dies in his clinic that's perfectly healthy. Well, Sarah, if you or I did that, we'd be in prison for murder. But because he's a, he was a doctor, he just loses, he his, just license. loses his license. Yeah. And now he's continuing to practice out there with the help of certain people who are supposedly experts yep. in alternative health. Please check us out and read our reports at the HealthWise Report website. You can find us on the internet at healthwise.org. Take special note that WISE is spelt W-Y-Z-E. We spell it W-Y-Z-E to emphasize wisdom. We are a not-for-profit organization, although we are not registered as a not-for-profit, non-profit, or any other classification with any governmental agency. Nevertheless, we are a non-profit organization, so we're always needing donors to help us to continue our work, whether it be the equipment for these radio shows, our website and network infrastructure, various fees for our movie productions, and of course, the occasional video game to help us maintain our sanity through it all. If you are someone who cannot donate, or who does not wish to, you can also support us by visiting our online store. That can also be found at healthwise.org, and again, WISE is spelt W-Y-Z-E. We have to be careful about what claims we make about our products, including claims that can be verified, because we know of at least one governmental agency that would like to shut us down. We can tell you that in our opinion, our colloidal copper lotion has qualities that cannot be found in any other lotion sold, anywhere else. So, if you have joint or skin problems of any kind, we recommend that you check out our lotion. 
The HealthWise Report staff also offers hosting, networking, and technical support for anyone who wants to have their own website or assistance with internet technologies. Our technical skills place us among the best of the best. Thanks for listening to this. We'll get back to the show now. Kellogg's. You know, the cereal company, the massive giant that... Well, they use genetically engineered sugar from genetically engineered sugar beets. They admitted that in a letter to the Organic Consumers Association. They actually... Don't they actually prefer genetically engineered? Yeah, well, they said that they didn't think that American citizens had a problem with it. Then why don't they put it on the labels? Exactly. Why don't they put it, like, on the Frosted Flakes right across it, genetically engineered? Yeah, see how well that would sell. I bet it, I bet it would just fall off the shelves if they put that label on there. So if they don't think that Americans care, then why have they gone to such long lengths, and they have, to avoid GMO labeling? Yeah, well, these, these big companies that are involved in this junk, they... They actually petition the FDA and lobby and stuff and fight tooth and nail to make sure that nothing ever gets labeled as GMO or GE. Yeah, well, it's like with the milk, there was a big battle there just so that some companies could put on their stuff that this does not contain a growth hormone. Mm-hmm. They weren't allowed to tell them, yes. to tell people that, because by telling people that, then they would immediately know that the other milk did have growth hormone. Exactly. And that was bad for business if people knew about that. Couldn't let that stand, could they? No. With the sugar, obviously, it's completely unlabeled. You can't tell the ingredients. It just says sugar. Mm-hmm. You know, just like it's some natural yeah. thing. And it's, it's a matter of Russian roulette. I mean, I'm not even going to try to list what it could do to people. We're, frankly, just now learning what it can do to people. The sky is pretty much the limit. We know for a fact that with these DNA-altered foods that in some cases, this altered, bastardized Frankenstein DNA actually recombines with human DNA and plants itself into the people eating that food permanently. Yeah. It's anybody's guess as to what it does. It really is like a craps game. You know, you throw the dice. Which organ, which system will it hit, and how? Yeah. The only way to really avoid genetic engineering is you can buy organic, and also when you do buy organic, make sure it doesn't have, like, canola oil in it. Because that's never organic. And you should like, boycott any, com- any company. Yes, that- it is. Cronola was invented in 1978, Sarah. And since then, it's been totally organic. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. You should boycott any company that claims that their canola oil yeah. is organic. When you're eating a plant that was invented in a laboratory, it, it's not organic. When it required, you know, the nuclear industry to get involved with, you know, this, like, junk they do where they bombard cells to try to force them to combine, you know, with other cells, like insect cells or whatever, that's not organic, okay? Yeah. It's, it's just so not. There are a few companies that say they won't use genetically engineered, com- sorry, genetically engineered ingredients, Dole and Nestle come to mind, but... Mm-hmm. Oh, Nestle has been the good boy on the block. They may be a candy boy. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> sorry, they may be a candy company, but they have played nicely. And they've been in trouble with the FDA for encouraging people to use probiotics as opposed to antibiotics for certain conditions. And for making honest um, claims about their foods, like doesn't contain sugar when it doesn't. Yeah. Well, there's like a rule that you can't, what was it, you can't even tell kids if, you know, they're under, if it's marketed for under two. Yeah. You're not allowed to promote it as sugar-free, are you? That's great. Yeah. It's it's crazy. Because you threaten the candy companies and the sugar companies, so... Got to get them addicted whilst they're young. So, well, I mean, it, it really shows what the FDA's agenda is, doesn't it? When you're not allowed to tell parents if foods have added sugar or not. It's so twisted. It's like, if it's the truth, you should be able to put it on the label. Yeah. Really. You got to put anything that's truthful on the label. And that's, ju- that's just like free speech. But it's, it's not really about free speech. It's about protecting certain control. friends, powerful friends. Yeah. And control, yes, as you say. Let's move away to another topic. One of the things that we get asked about a lot, and this may be surprising, is the topic of pans and cookware. Yeah. Like, what should I use? Let me tell you what not to use. If you go out and buy stainless steel cookware and a magnet sticks to it, you know, a magnet, that is, don't use it. The reason you shouldn't use it is because it's not stainless steel. Stainless steel is not magnetic. It doesn't contain iron. Here's another good one. 
If you go out and buy an aluminum pan and it starts rusting, throw it away. For one thing, it's not aluminum because aluminum doesn't rust, especially not from regular foods. It's just, you can't do it. If you had some chemicals like some nitric acid, you could probably get some rust from it, but uh, yeah, aluminum is very um, non-reactive. Except in the human body, it can be very reactive in the human body, which is, of course, one of the reasons why you don't want it in the body. So if your aluminum pan rusts and there actually is aluminum in it, and there probably is some um, in the mixture, well, it's a double whammy because you're getting the toxic effects of those other metals besides the toxic effects of the aluminum that you know also comes off the pan. Oh, it's it's terrible out there. I mean, you, the stainless steel most of the time isn't stainless steel, and the aluminum pans aren't really aluminum pans, and they'd be much safer if they really were pure aluminum. Of course, the common denominator here is that they're from China. If your stainless steel is from China, it's magnetic, which is a clear indication that it's not really stainless steel. Same with the aluminum pans. We've had from China. stainless steel pans that rust too. Well, that is interesting. How is it that the stainless steel pan rusted? Yeah. Is that, like, supposedly physically impossible? Supposedly. I, I thought it was physically impossible. It's also physically impossible for real stainless steel to magnetize, isn't it? Yes, but it is. But it comes from China. It's from China. Yeah. They have their own unique sort of stainless steel. Uh-huh. And we've had really bad results from Walmart. I mean, yeah. seriously, Walmart should change its name to China Mart. Because it's a division of China. Yeah. Or they should paint the whole thing red and put the little communist sickles in, a, you know, in every corner. Yeah. Your cookware is important. You see, you don't realize this. Well, actually, maybe you do. I don't know if you realize it or not. But a lot of people don't realize that, you know, not only are you what you eat, but you're also what you cook with. Even if you don't have decay, rust, and so forth, anytime metal is rubbed against medical, little particles will be given off. I mean, it's just a physical reality. You may not be able to see the particles. They may be so small, but they're there. Anytime you scrape two things together, something is given off, even if you can't see it. This stuff gets in your food. For us, we've switched to, for most of our frying-type needs, we've switched to cast iron. Yeah. Or for cooking eggs, or pancakes, or anything else that you you need a big, nice pan for. Heck, we even sauteing. You know, we sometimes use it for that as well. Yeah, I mean, it works better than. It works better than any other pan. There's something about cast iron that distributes the heat better. Yeah. And the pan itself actually gets hotter. These other pans, most of the time, with these cheesy metals are like heat sinks. The heat radiates off the pan and is lost. Cast iron retains it. It's it's on the surface of the pan. Yeah. Also, the vast majority of cast iron pans are made in the USA, too. Mm-hmm. Well, at least they are over here, not made yeah. in China. Yeah, that way, you know, they've, they haven't figured a way to infuse cobalt or anything. Yeah. Or cadmium. Cadmium's the big one. Yeah, sorry. sorry. A lot of people, you know, have been using these non-stick pans, and I think that may be the worst that you can use. Well, yeah, it's terrible. They're terrible. I mean, besides the fact that they give off this gas, you mm-hmm. know, this fluoride poison gas, gas. that actually kill a bird... Yeah, if you to hang a parakeet above one while you're frying with it, the bird will likely die. Yeah, and a lot of people find that the, the coating, the poisonous coating that they use for nonstick pans, starts flaking off into their food. I don't have time to go into the chemistry, and neither do you. I really don't want to go there, but if you want to look this stuff up, it's out there. It's terrible what's in these coatings. And the gas that comes off of it, as Sarah was just saying, is terrible. That's one of the reasons why the high rates of lung cancer. They're breathing poison gas while they're cooking. It's just terrible. There's some people who've contacted us and said, well, what about this green nonstick pan? It's ceramic. Well, ceramic, in theory, is a natural nonstick source, but the vast majority of these are made in China. So There's like no telling what's in it. No, and, and they're often painted ceramic, too. You so. see, and I'm going to tell you something. I've heard this and I've read this. The reason why companies ship to China, one of the biggest reasons, it's not just the tax breaks and stuff, which the government's actually paying the company, to commit economic warfare against, you know, their right. own people. It's not just that, but it's the regulations. They won't get regulated. Yeah. They go there because there's no regulation, meaning they can do whatever they want with their products. They can infuse whatever they want in these pans and not have to worry about it. Well, it's like, you know, these bulbs that they have, you know, that we're talking about before, the, the, the corkscrew. corkscrew. There are no factories in this country that 
create those. In fact, all the factories... Energy-efficient bulbs. Yes. Mm. All the factories went over to China and overseas right when that legislation came in last year that was going to get rid of incandescent bulbs because there's no way they can compete with the Chinese stuff here and keep up with U.S. regulation. Because these bulbs are inherently poisonous. Exactly. Using mercury to make them. Yeah, there's mercury gas. You're supposed to evacuate the room, you know, when you break one of these bulbs. Exactly. So the regulations involved in these factories would be, well, massive yeah. here. If they, if they made it in the U.S., all the factory workers that worked around these bulbs would need to wear the space suits. Exactly. It's that simple. The Enviro suits with the special ventilation system that could, like, blow the building out in a matter of seconds. And but over in China, they can just use their child slaves instead and expose that's them. That's exactly them. right. They're, they'll send their children in to do it. Because you know how they value life over there. Yeah. <laughs> Just sick. All right. So, if you can get real stainless steel, it's a good choice. If you can get yeah. real stainless steel. Stainless steel that's made in America, that magnets won't stick to, that won't rust, you know. Yeah. And cast okay. iron is a good choice. If you do use cast iron, get some grape juice fairly often, too. Mm-hmm. You see, well, if you eat from a cast iron, um, well, here's here's the way it works with the, the metal particles, okay? Yeah. Stainless steel is very, very, very non-reactive. Meaning, like, to destroy it, you have to put it in, like, this super potent acid. You, you can't affect it. You can put salt water in it, let it sit forever. There will be no rust. It doesn't chemically react with anything, practically. That's why it's stainless, because it doesn't rust. So what happens is, if you're using stainless steel cookware, and you're rubbing other metal you know, like spatulas and stuff against it. Of course, you'll get some flakes. But it doesn't matter. Because those flakes will get in your body and they won't react with anything. You know, either they'll just sit where they're at or they'll get flushed out. They may, or they may sit for a little while and they get flushed out later. Probably sooner or later it will get flushed. But wherever it ends up, it won't do anything to you. Yeah. Okay, so stainless steel is fairly harmless. Iron is critical for the human body. It is a nutrient. Yeah. So, big deal if you get some iron in you, right? Mm-hmm. I Everybody mean, knows how to handle it. It's just like the iron you get in supplement, only it's not made from sulfuric acid and doesn't have any chemical impurities to it. You know, yeah. it's like pure iron when you get it from the cast iron pan. It's going to be really hard to get enough in you to hurt you. In fact, a certain amount may help you. But as Sarah was alluding to, you know, hinting at just a moment ago, if you eat from cast iron all the time, it is possible that you'll have too much iron in you. And not just from the pan, you know, any beef you eat and grape products and so forth can all add to the iron. But Actually, grape can help you, though. And what Sarah was trying to say was, grape products usually have reservatol in them, too. Yeah. Which, if you've got too much iron in your body, it'll flush it out. It'll help maintain the right balance for mm-hmm. you. And if you're a guy, you know, that can make a difference. See, if you're a woman, it's not a big deal. It might become a big deal like after menopause, when you're not going through your cycles anymore. It's possible you might you know, get too much iron and have problems. I think most women don't get enough, even after menopause, though. Yeah. In the case of men, it's very easy to get too much, because iron never leaves a man's body. The only way it leaves a man's body is, is through two methods through blood loss, which most men don't have much of. And the other method is reservatol from grapes. Yeah. Reservatol binds to it and pulls it Yeah, And and this excess iron that tends to build up in men is a a major problem. It's a major part of heart disease and other health ailments. Yeah. It is probably the single most recent, greatest reason why men die before women. It's the iron thing. But you do need some. Reservatol will keep that balance. And regardless of whether you use cast iron or not, if you're male, you know, an adult male, you're a chance you have more iron than you need. Yeah, so it's a good idea to just drink some grape juice every once in a while anyway. Yeah, that's really all it takes. I mean, you can go to the health food store and actually buy concentrated Reservatol capsules. You pay a fortune for those things. Yeah. Or you can just drink grape juice regularly and get the same effect. Yeah. Of course, so do that. a whole glass of red wine for heart health like comes Like a from. glass of red wine for heart, yeah, exactly, for the heart. Although, don't get carried away with that either. It's everything in moderation. Like, if you get carried away with the grape juice, now let's just say you can have a laxative effect <laughs> that is uh, very unpleasant. Yeah. There are a lot of health gurus out there who 
are constantly telling people how much they should drink, how much water they should drink, whether it be six or eight glasses. And frankly, it's all kind of ridiculous. The important thing is drinking how much you actually need to drink. That said, there are a lot of people who are chronically dehydrated. Um, one thing that I've found that works is to just keep a glass of water on my desk and drink whenever... <laughs> what? What? That's funny, Sarah. Go ahead. Keep going. One thing that i found that works is just to keep a glass of water on my desk and just drink whenever I feel it, you know, necessary. I generally drink more that way, but there's no reason to just gauge your amount of fluids by how many glasses you drink. <clears throat> there are some symptoms of dehydration that you can kind of watch out for. The most notable ones would be like when you the veins in Why don't your. Would you have head. something to drink? Damn it! This is really rich. <laughs> the most notable ones would be like when the veins in your hands begin to essentially stick out slightly. What about the feet? The feet too. Feet, ankles. Yeah, that's true. Lots of veins popping out. Well, pretty much everywhere, I guess you could say. Yeah. In addition, other things that can happen: you can become nauseous, you have headaches. And you can have trouble concentrating, just be overall confused, not have the sort of mental clarity that you should have. Like a lot of people, I like green tea. It's really good stuff. It makes me feel better. It's therapeutic, and it's pretty darn good for your health, too. Yeah. That is, if you can get the good stuff. And it's sort of in the category of everything else now. That That's the real trick. Finding the good stuff that's not trash. When green tea first started getting popularized in this country, the U.S., it was all good because it came from the traditional companies that made it who really cared about their product. And that was before the big mega corporations got involved and noticed that sales were rapidly rising and thinking, wow, this is a market that we can exploit. That really is their attitude, exploit at the expense of their own customers quite often. Yeah. Now, unlike what Mike Adams and his friends will tell you, it will not cure cancer. It won't cure anything, but it is good for you. It does have some health benefits. Yeah. If you go to the grocery store, what you'll find is garbage. The premier example is Lipton green tea. That's pre-made. Now, that's a warning sign right there. If it is pre-made... Uh-huh. Like one, of, the, one of these like hard clear plastic bottles? Yes. It's like the thing with the rust on the pants. Yeah. When it's rusty, you know it's not stainless steel. You know it's not good for you. You don't need to be eating rust. Same thing with the tea. If it's pre-made in a package, already in fluid form, and for some reason it doesn't go bad for six months on the shelf, it's not good for you. I mean, it's, it's that simple. It has to be toxic. Yeah. I mean, you know, they sterilize products with high heat and put them in containers and seal them up and... It really does help with the shelf life, but let's face it, something gets in. Something always gets in. And eventually everything goes bad for that reason. Yeah. Heck, if it wasn't for the bacteria, the tea itself would decay. I mean, it would just destruct over time. Like, yeah. Like make, make yourself some green tea and put something in it like alcohol, silver, whatever, you know, vodka, silver, whatever. Just Just leave it on the shelf for six months and try to drink it and see what happens to you. Even if you seal it, yeah, it won't be any good. How is it this Lipton tea has been out gunling as hell long, you know, on the shelves, already made, and, it, and like you were saying, it's always in clear, hard plastic, yeah, which means it's BPA plastic or something yeah. worse. Mm-hmm. You look on the ingredients. Basically, like sugar water. It's sugar. There's like no, tri- <laughs> yeah, it's got just enough green tea in it to. Make it look a little green, slightly. A lot of times, I think they add color to some of these. I'm not sure if Lipton's was yeah. one of It's those. like, if you can see through it, it's not green tea. It's not good green tea. It's a trace amount like of green tea. Like flavored water. It's flavored water with sugar added and whatever preservatives they decide to add inside their BPA shell. Why don't you just have yourself a beer or a Coke if you're going to drink that? It would be better for you. I mean, I've tried it. It tastes terrible, and you feel worse. I feel better drinking a Coke than drinking that stuff. It's just that bad. And I know good green tea. What was my brand called, Sarah? Kirkland. Kirkland, yeah. Now, that sounds like an American company. Maybe there's an American involved in Kirkland. I don't know. But it's Japanese. Okay. The Japanese know green tea. Yeah, to them it's just tea. Yeah, it's regular tea. They know that stuff backwards and forwards. 
and they don't dilute it down to one part per billion inside a BPA plastic container and then sell it already liquefied with processed bleached sugar in it or high fructose corn syrup and preservatives. I have the good stuff. You can buy this stuff, and it doesn't have to be Kirkland, but if you're going to buy green tea, don't buy from one of these big American companies who just don't give a flip about you or the green tea or anything else, but making a lot of money off of you. I'd go straight to the Japs if I were you. Yeah. They know what they're doing. And buy it in a bag, okay? You can't put it in a bottle and preserve it and it be any good. It just doesn't happen. Even if it was nice and dark and green the way green tea is supposed to be, I would know that if it's been in that bottle for a long period of time, it can't be good. Yeah. I mean, anything that's good decays. It's like like what we're telling people, eat food that rots, but eat it before it does. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, heck, on the, on the pans, <laughs> you know, you got the rusty, rusty <laughs> stainless steel that's magnetic. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you have the rusty uh, aluminum that's half the time magnetic too nowadays. And I, I say that facetiously. You know, it's the Chinese metals yeah. that are so toxic. But um, <laughs> why don't you tell them what we learned about foils there? Aluminum foil. Yeah, see, everyone thinks that aluminum foil is just literally plain aluminum sheet up. Well, it's not. What they do is, you see, they put an all on the rollers that they use to make this aluminum foil. It's not just on the rollers, it's on the the sheet as well. Yeah. This oil, uh, the very best scenario, is mineral oil. And that's the best scenario. Yes. Best case scenario, the least toxic. And that's like putting petroleum on top of your cooking material. Yes. Not a regular oil, not a cooking oil, but petroleum. I mean, and if it's not the best case scenario, then it could be, well... About anything. Yeah. Any lubricant. Who knows? Yeah. And this is not an exception. This is all aluminum. We checked it out. Every foil you get has oil in it. And we first discovered it by accident. We were cooking. We were like preheating this the oven and we accidentally left a pan in it. You know, it was just sort of like at 200 degrees or something. And we noticed something interesting. We had oiled the pan with a normal cooking oil, like peanut oil. Yeah. And it was beating up like water on a waxed car or water on an old surface. Now, peanut oil doesn't beat up when it comes into contact with a metal. No oil does. No. Unless there's another thicker, more industrial oil already in place, which, of course, there was. Yeah. I had to look it up. It's, it's referred to, you know, in these, like, patents and so forth as a rolling oil. That's mm-hmm. what it is. The best case, it's mineral oil. So mm-hmm. just... And they don't have to tell you about it. Because they don't have to list ingredients. Aluminum foil isn't a food. Therefore, they don't have to tell you what it's coated with or what's in it. No. And they don't. No, they can just let you assume that it's pure. Could you imagine what it would do to business if everyone knew that aluminum foil had mineral oil or other petroleum products soaked? I mean, it's just drenched in it. Yeah. The entire surface on both sides is drenched in. And they bake it on in a certain way in which... The oil breaks down somewhat and becomes, it solidifies to some degree so that you can't feel it. You can rub your hand across the oil all you want. You can't tell it's there. So you have to come up with a test for it like we did accidentally. You have to put another thick oil on top of it and heat it up alone like that. And you'll see the other oil will start beating, off beating up as the other oil is like reactivated by the heat basically. Yeah, which is kind of scary considering that, you know, you, you are heating it up for the most part. Of course you heat foil. it up. That's what they use it for, for cooking. Yeah. Everybody does. Mm-hmm. Heck, we've traditionally used it because we figured, what could be safer? There's always been the thing of, if you rip the foil, there might be trace amounts of the aluminum getting your food, but we're really careful. This takes it to a new level as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, it Rancid petroleum in your food, and the, that's the best case. There's no telling what kind of chemicals they use. As long as it's an effective lubricant, They'll use it for that. And frankly, Sarah's like my hot shot lead researcher. She looked around, and in most cases, it was a trade secret. It was like this proprietary thing where the companies would not tell you what's on the oil that they're using on the foil that's for food. There's something seriously wrong with that. Yeah. If they're not willing to tell you, that's a bad sign in itself. I mean, that tells me just how bad it is. Yeah. If they're afraid of the public finding out. On the topic of aluminum, aluminum is being, is being put in a lot of foods. And I just wanted to say, whilst we're here, that there's a way to tell. If you look in the ingredients, 
sometimes you'll see the mention of alum, or sodium aluminum phosphate. Mm-hmm. Both of these things are, well, they're aluminum. You, you're eating them. It's in a lot of foods that, you know, use baking powder, because mm-hmm. baking powder contains aluminum. A lot of them do. Yeah. All store-bought bread does. Yeah. You cannot buy store-bought retail bread without aluminum. You might be able to find it at a health food store. Maybe. But certainly not at a regular retailer. And it's FDA approved. It's, it's, they're fine with that. Yeah. The so, aluminum in your food. It's incredible. So whenever you see so- something that starts with alum, like alumino something, just mm-hmm. avoid it. Yeah. And what's incredible is a lot of people out there will bake their own bread because it's the only way to get healthy bread now, is to essentially make your own. You can drive to another city to find a health food store and pay a fortune, perhaps. Yeah. Or you can make your own. We found, during our purchasing and our studying of the ingredients, that most baking powder has it in there. What's really ironic, sad, is that so many people out there are making their own bread. And making it, and actually adding aluminum. And adding aluminum, and that their homemade bread ends up being unhealthier than this garbage at the retailer. Yeah, at least that's bad. You can actually end up with more aluminum in your own homemade bread. Yeah, it really is. Sure. I think it's in the flour sometimes, too, isn't it? I think you'll find it the in self-rising, self-rising flour. The, yeah, yes. yeah they, they put it there, too, the self-rising flour. I think the self-rising flour contains some baking powder. That's how it's self-rising. Well, we've reached the end of our show now. I hope you enjoyed the show. Come by our site at healthwise.org. Wise is spelt W-Y-Z-E. So that's healthwyze.org. We have a lot of articles. We also have many, many hours of audio shows. Yes, we do. If you'd like to hear more of our shows, just come by, and at the top of the page is the audio archive. You can't miss it. It's in a gigantic button at the top of the page. And again, we're at healthwise.org. H-E-A-L-T-H-W-Y-Z-E dot org, right? Yep. Or just look up the Healthwise Report. The Wise spot W-Y-Z-E. Google will find us. Yes, it will. Uh-huh. All right. Well, thanks for listening in. I hope you enjoyed. Yeah, me too. Call us, write us. We like hearing from you. We'll be here. Mm-hmm. Until next time. Toodaloo. Bye.